double sewed, double sewed. What is the only better way to start a Survivor season than when it is a double episode? I am Devin Patrick. I pose that question to you, sir. What is the what better way to start a season than with a double sewed? The only way I can think of starting a podcast right after. <laughs> and that's what we talked about. We have talked about this for a while. The only better way, uh, <laughs> the only thing that a show that has been around for 35 seasons needs after 35 seasons is a brand new podcast with white, mm-hmm. hot, sticky takes. And that's what we're going to provide mm-hmm. to you here this week and every week for the remainder of uh, the Survivor Ghost Island season 36. Here we are. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, we have a preview episode. We will be posting it. It was mostly a tech demo. It, it's pretty long. Um, we'll, we'll get you guys through that. But uh, we're going to jump right into it. The, the episode this week started uh, off the bat with a reward challenge. Uh, we had two tribes. Um, Pat, do you remember the names off the top of your head? Uh, Malolo and Naviti, I believe. Malolo and Naviti, sure. Well, that's at least what I'm going to roll with for now. That, um, I, think, I think that's right. Malolo is definitely right. It was such a good first episode. <clears throat> it was a solid, and, solid first episode. And it was, and it was, you know, yeah, two tribals, intro Ghost Island. Oh, man, it's just great start to the season and makes me super excited for this podcast. Yeah, so we're, we're going to go through uh, both episodes. We'll break them down. Um, we're going to talk about each of the challenges. So we had a reward challenge. Then, then we're going to talk about camp life. We'll talk about the immunity challenge. We're going to get into Ghost Island uh, and then the tribal council. We'll do that for each of the episodes um, in this double sode. So basically, basically we're starting off with the reward challenge and what happened was uh, no scrounging for, for supplies this week, this season. Um, Usually, usually they're doing that on the boat, but, but this season they're, they're, they're turning back the amount of supplies that they're giving the castaways. They went right into a reward challenge. And basically what was going down was uh, a captain was assigned to each tribe and if at any point during the challenge, one of the captains decided that their team wasn't going to win, he had an oh shit button that he would pull, basically forfeiting the challenge, but ensuring that his tribe would keep the fishing gear. If they just lost it, it's a big, big key. Yeah. Especially without the, without the you know, normal amount of rations that you're given. And they weren't hunting for supplies. Like This is the first season I can remember where they just um, pulled up on the beach. You know, so they, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. they just showed up on the beach and they're into the challenge. Like they didn't even know the people's names when they chose the leader. Crazy. Which is yeah. like, it was so cool to me too, because it's like immediately you're just picking some dude based on like not even a real first impression. And then that guy <laughs> then has to make like a pretty crucial decision whether or not to forfeit the challenge or not. Exactly. Yeah. So Pat brings up a good point. The tribes had to then pick a leader who would make that crucial decision on if they were going to lose the lose the challenge or if they were uh, going to go forward and try and win the challenge uh, to keep their fishing gear. If one tribe forfeited, the the tribe that wins got fishing gear in addition to like a dozen eggs. Uh, 20 and, eggs and some flint. Yeah. And big fire I don't really get the eggs. Like it's day one. The thing that didn't I didn't get about the eggs was, I think it was Libby specifically, looked super psyched about like 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 had this like sense of release uh, release relief yeah, yeah, wash yeah. over her about having eggs uh, my first i said this out loud i was like bitch you just had applebee's last week how how are right. you this excited day one to have eggs but i guess i've never been faced with like near starvation so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't really speak to it um, yeah, and and the, and the other thing too is like eggs are going to go bad. They're on an <laughs> island. It's hot. It's humid. Those things are going to last two days, and that's like you're not going to get into the like if they're keeping those eggs for a week, they're going to have some serious problems. <laughs> Salmonella shout out. Um, yeah. So Unless basically, that, it's a fair point. I don't know if those are fertilized eggs. The um, the captain then had to choose someone to do a, a physical portion of a challenge. And that's the only detail he was given as well as the mental portion of a challenge. I think they told him it was going to be a puzzle. If you've watched survivor, you know, it's going to be a puzzle though. That's fair. Uh, so we had Brandon Shapiro as a captain and he picked Michael Yerger, who 
uh, is telling everyone he's 23 years old. But the reason I knew he was 18 years old is because he needs to convince all of these people that he is older than he actually is. So how he decided to go about doing that was wearing a fucking blazer out in the middle of nowhere on an island. Did he? That, I. You said it before, and I it never like bothered me until you said it, and I can't get over it. Just the amount of people who come to this in like minimum business casual attire. Who is going on Survivor trying to impress someone with their wardrobe? Do you remember the show Room Raiders? I have this vision of like <laughs> a van showing up at these people's jobs, throwing them in there, be like, "You're going on Survivor, motherfucker!" And then maybe that's why that chick last year got fired because <laughs> she just like just <laughs> work for like a month and a half. Um, but you know that was just karma coming to her after the game she played. But <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I don't get the the blazer, but it's gonna come out. They and and maybe this yeah. is it, they made it too big of a point for it not to come out his age. I feel like it always comes out every time someone's like, I'm not gonna tell people this because I don't want them to know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna tell people in the NBA, but maybe when they see that I'm seven fucking two, they're gonna <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson was on one season. He's like, I don't want people to know that I'm a I'm a famous football coach. Uh, yeah, but, I, but you're on TV every week, bud. <laughs> so the other tribe had uh, had Chris Noble uh, as a captain, and he picked Sebastian Knoll to do the, the physical portion of the challenge. Absolutely, and he picked Desiree uh, to do to do the puzzle. Um, and the the challenge went on. The, the physical portion happened, and um, Seb. Uh, Michael really, gave him the slight lead, right? Right, right, right. The the physical portion really, really took a toll on them, and and uh, the puzzle. Uh, one team had uh, the um, Brandon's team had a, had a bit of a head start, and they ended up winning because uh, Chris Chris pulled the trigger for for his tribe, and um, really a very difficult position to be put in early on. Uh, you know, in yeah. in Survivor. Um, and I want to get your take on this because after Chris had decided that his team was going to lose, pulled the trigger, uh, decided to forfeit the challenge. Jeff asked the drive probes best in the business. Um, does anyone have any second guesses about this? And Dominic Abadie, who is a construction worker. And I would love to know where in New Jersey that man is from, uh, <laughs> raised his hand and said, yeah, I absolutely <laughs> think that, that might've been a mistake. Um, so my thoughts there, um, well, I think, I don't know, I, I kind of, I instinctually kind of agree with Dominic because Chris made the decision. He, he, in, he could have led with inaction, which I don't know if it was an unfair edit because it kind of looked like they were neck and neck in the puzzle. Yeah. And like he had, he was up against the time. So one thing he didn't go into is like, he had to make this decision at a certain time before the challenge would be complete. It wasn't like he could wait for the other team to be done and then just you know pull it and then they'd be like okay we're safe. He had to make it before that point, and so I think that he, I think he panicked. I really think Chris panicked. So I don't think it was a wrong call yeah. for Dominic to pull him out. But if they lose that challenge, I think he's under the gun a lot more. So yeah, I can't that's fair. Hate Chris for doing uh, because that. yeah, they would have been without any sort of uh, fishing gear or anything. Yeah, yeah. Excuse but me. But I love, I love Dominic calling him out because he's basically saying like he's planting that seed. Uh, Chris is a chump and is willing to take the coward's way out. Whether or not that's what he did, that's the seed he planted. So I love that move by Dominic. I mean, it might have been too hard too fast, and he definitely kind of, we'll get into it, just kind of made Chris kind of be like, what's up with this dude? But, um, yeah, I, 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 I respect the move by both players, but I think that they're going to be at each other's throats and it's going to come, come to a head pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, you have two like sort of like alpha male personalities in that situation, so I, d I definitely, I definitely see that uh, potentially happening. Um, from there, we we went back to camp, and we had yeah. some interesting things take place. Yeah, so we, we we have our. Can we talk about Darwin? Can we please talk about Darwin? <laughs> so, Mister Jacob Darwin. Uh, you know, friend of the podcast, good guy. Um, He'll be on later. This survivor, season, I think. <laughs> survivor, survivor, super fan. Um, goes goes out there and and just goes on his own, like literally. 
the last thing you want to do in Survivor is on day one go out on your own and at all, but especially with the explicit yeah. uh, goal of finding an idol, and that, and that's what Mr. Derwin did. Uh, didn't find anything. Didn't find a clue. Was just out for his own for. I don't know what the edit showed, uh, but it seemed like a while based on what he was saying. And then he gets back to camp and the entire tribe is like, let's go get some water. Let's take a walk. Let's get to know each other. Right. And Mr. Derwin stays in camp and pulls such a, I mean, depending on what side of the fence you lean on such a move, something that I've never seen before in any game, let alone survivor. Um, so to paint a picture for you, the rice that they get as a tribe comes in a jar with with a with a narrow neck and mr derwin decided there might be a clue to to an immunity idol within the rice so he starts shaking it around realizes he's not really seeing anything because this jar is packed full so what he does is takes off one of his dirty socks puts it over the neck and shakes rice into his dirty sock to, to shallow up uh, some room in, in the jar and, and shakes around to see if he can find a clue in there. There is no clue in there. He puts the rice back, again, rice that was in his dirty sock, and then just stands up, looks at the camera, and goes, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love this man. So to me, one of the most vile things I have ever seen, and I... I inexplicably er, inexplicably excuse me immediately attached me to this man as someone that i that i needed to keep on this show that i needed to be around uh if for nothing else but pure comedic value which we will continue right. getting yeah, through the rest yeah, yeah, yeah. of the podcast so to me it's not it's so you just just to be clear you have no problem with him digging around in the rice looking for an idol that's fair play and survivor right your issue is with putting rice in his sock my initial thought was good idea, but how are you going to get the rice? Oh my God. <laughs> so for me, it's like, you got to cook that stuff anyway. You got to boil it. It's going to get whatever's on a sock off. <laughs> like that's not, it's, to me, that's not like I would eat that rice. Do you think the other survivors watching it back are going to be like, I can't believe you put that <laughs> rice in your sock. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think anyone, I, I don't even care if you're, boiling it and maybe that does take out yeah. whatever fungi yeah, yeah. happened to be on his feet I, I think that you are going to be upset that you're eating rice sock rice they're not gonna know if it wasn't in the edit they wouldn't know it would taste the same basically yeah. cbs is putting the kid on blast but anyway while we're while we're <laughs> on it like while we're on it um we have another another point about this man's feet um, he goes into the ocean and the tide takes his shoes. Like this man is loses his shoes on day one of survivor. I've never said he was born. down a pair of shoes. Do you think that he has two pairs of shoes? So I think that you get the shoes that you come with. And then I don't know if you caught this, uh, but as they first walked into camp, you saw like kind of a pile of shoes. I think you come with the footwear you were given or that you, that you, that you brought. But then I think they provide, some sort of athletic footwear for challenges and whatnot. Like hiking shoes, like those low key ones or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah I mean, that would, that would, that would make sense. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that's pretty much the, those are the highlights of the first camp. Yeah, in the first, in the first camp, you kind of have people feeling each other out. Um, <laughs> we're going to touch a little bit more on, on Donathan, but we found out that Donathan was just an absolute gem of a human. Uh, but then they really got right back into the challenges and, I mean, I don't know. It sounded like you wanted to say something on Donathan. He's going to be a feature later in the show. All I was going to say was in the aforementioned preview episode, I I ripped Sir Donathan apart, and and hopefully a future friend of the cast, much like JD, um, I would like to apologize to Donathan. Uh, he is he's a great human, <laughs> and we will get into all of the reasons why. And I cannot wait to watch him on the rest of this this season. <laughs> and hopefully that that's a long run. Uh, but we can get to yeah, the immunity challenge sure. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the immunity challenge comes, and this challenge was brutal. Brutal. It was one of those challenges where you're like, holy shit, they're really putting them to the test. It was a tough physical challenge, and then on top of that, it was a really, really, really tough puzzle challenge. Um, across this net, compile like kind of like a mini obstacle course, 
basically take all of these giant puzzle pieces. Like this puzzle was basically a cube that was probably like at least five by five by five feet. And there are a whole bunch of puzzles that would compile into this cube, or puzzle pieces that would make this, this cube. And so they basically load this thing on a sled, then have to pull it all the way across like this metal, I don't know what you call, call it, like slide, but it would look like they were struggling. It wasn't moving well. It was some sort it of was, a railroad. It had dips and and, yeah, and valleys, yeah. and it was crazy. And I learned that Brandon Shapiro has negative body fat because I could literally see, I don't even know if you call them this, but like the fibers in each of his muscles. Holy crap, for a 41-year-old man, that dude is shredded. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Brandon is is uh, impressed me. And then, and so they pull, you know, they have to pull all these puzzle pieces. They have to do that like three times. Then they have to haul these huge old pieces. And, um, you know, for what it's worth, there wasn't a ton of drama in this challenge. You know, it was... The, the physical part was tight, but the puzzle was a runaway from the jump. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think so, the, uh, the Navidi tribe ran away with that one. Yeah. So Nav- Navidi, um, Navidi really kind of like put their put their mark on that. Um, what kind of also happened though on Malolo, you got to see a couple of chinks in the armor when they were kind of failing the challenge. You know, kind of little people being a little bit more snippy. I think Stephanie Gonzalez kind of got a little bit. Um, you know, people were basically talking over each other to try and get themselves through the, through the puzzle. And Stephanie Gonzalez was kind of barking directions. Derwin was just barking encouragement. Um, and these are people that weren't actively putting the puzzle together. So right. I think it's an interesting like scenario because it's, it's got to be helpless, right? Like you're, it's you're just I think standing the, on the sidelines. It's like in um, it's like an I love you, man. You just gotta like do less. Like in the first few, in the first few episodes, forgetting, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, Paul Rudd. Yeah, both great movies. <laughs> both. Yeah, yeah, it's Paul Rudd and Jason Segel scene. You have to at least forgive that. But that it's it's like you just you just put a target on your back because in these early episodes, people have very little to go on. No real relationships have been established, and if those relationships have been established, they haven't been proven. Because you need to go to tribal to prove the relationship and say, okay, this conversation that I had with someone on the beach where they said we're tight and we go to tribal and we vote the same, okay, there's at least some legitimacy to that. And then right. you can build on that. But in the first tribal, you got nothing. And so I would, you, just, you want to be a fly on the wall as much as possible. And, man, Steph really stepped out in my opinion. Um, I mean, not, yeah. not so egregiously, but, um, yeah, she's really barking some orders. Yeah, so, so – um... They the the Navidi tribe uh, ended up pulling that one out right um, after losing Ghost the Island! the Ghost Island the reward challenge and then they introduced Ghost Island which is basically Exile Island so if you get uh, so the other the the winning tribe selects a member from the losing tribe who will be exiled to Ghost Island and what that means is they are safe from the vote at tribal council, but uh, they are not with their tribe for that amount of time. So they, they're not in on the strategy, this and that. And it's an interesting, interesting play. It's something we've seen before, but uh, the play from the Navidi t- tribe, rightfully so, seems to be to send uh, one of the weaker members of the Malolo tribe to Ghost Island um, so that they will still be a part of the tribe and they will still lose challenges. I think and it's a good play. That's a good play at that point. Absolutely. And do you want to walk them through the better play that happened right right yeah. after they lost the challenge? Yeah. So so after every challenge, Profs kind of usually talks to the losing team because you know that the winning team's just gonna say, Hey, this this is great, you know, there's nothing to say there. He talks to the oh. losing team kind of like, you know, what's gonna go on? Calls out Derwin, obviously. You know, Probst is the best host in the game, and he could see that this guy is just TV gold. So he asked Derwin what his opinion. Derwin has the hottest take of all time. He comes in saying, we are the greatest tribe in Survivor history. Runs his mouth after the loss. And then, you know, what happens is since, you know, we were just talking about how you don't have a lot to go on. That winning tribe, Navidi, I think, didn't have a whole lot to go on either. So they're like, you know what? Run your mouth. Get sent to Ghost Island. Yeah, send so Derwin Chris- to Ghost Island. Or go ahead. Yeah, Chris, Chris sends him. Chris Noble literally says, that man's running his mouth. Let's get him out of here. 
Yeah, Chris seems like the type that's going to take everything way too personally and get butthurt about everything. And Jacob Derwin seems like the guy who's going to take everything in stride and take credit for things that he doesn't deserve credit for. So he immediately says, ha, I knew it. I was goading (laughs) them into sending me to Ghost Island, which is such an impressive power move, even if 0.00% of me believes that that was actually his goal. Even if it's not his goal, you've seen people say that, like, in a confessional. Like, you could say, like, you know what, I kind of did that move, so they would send me to Ghost Island. But... Like, which I think would have been a great move. And he could have just said, like, oh, shucks, like, I'm you know bummed to miss out, but, like, I'll see what Ghost Island is. Instead, he says it to everybody. He says, ha-ha, tricked you, just to piss off his own tribe, being like, you can't vote for me. And the other tribe saying, gotcha. He's pissed off 19 people. It's literally the definition of playing too hard too early. He, he, he wants to convince everyone oh, that he is playing so 4D space chess, six moves ahead of all of you. But in reality, he is not, and he goes to Ghost Island, um, where we find some cool stuff out. I think uh, that yeah, uh, it's really cool. It, it's sort of a, as they pitched it, a, a graveyard of of survivor mistakes from the past. And and one of the first thing you notice is all the torch snuffers. And Jacob points this out because he's a super fan. And I did appreciate that. I appreciated how excited he was to see all of this stuff. Uh, but all of these torch snuffers, all the probes, I just owned you snuffers right. are are lining the the cabin on Ghost Island. And there's also um, an urn for him to crack. So he cracks the urn gets a little tip that he's going to be playing a game and basically has to pick left or right. Um, there's, there's three tubes in front of him. Uh, and one of them has a key to another tube, which he would open. Uh, he picks the right one, finds a key, opens a tube, gets this legacy advantage, um, from an earlier season. Oh gosh. What was the girl's name? It's escaping me. Sarah, Sarah knocked out Sienna. Sarah's played one of the most recent, like one of the one of the the better games in at least in my opinion in recent memory. I'm sure yeah, Heroes versus Villains. Um, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Heroes versus Villains because I think she just kind of maneuvered her way through everybody. Uh, but oh, no, it, sorry, it, I'm sorry, it was Game Changers. I'm sorry. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, kind of like the next in the lineage of Heroes versus right. Villains. But um, yeah, so what this legacy advantage is is. Uh, you have to gift it to somebody um, where Jacob has to give it to somebody on the other try. And what, and so he really is basically trying to establish a blind connection with somebody right now. And what it does is I think you, you get an extra vote or you're immune from a vote. Is that what is it? Is it you're immune? I think you get an extra vote. Okay. So you get an extra vote, but you can only play it when there's 13 people left in the game or when there's six, I believe. And so, and if you get voted out before then, you have to gift it to somebody else, and then they get it. And as what happened in the previous seasons, Sierra told Sarah about this, and then Sarah was like, oh, that's super cool. And then at, like, vote 14 or something, she just crushes Sienna, Sierra or whatever. What Basically, when she knew that Sierra couldn't play that vote, after building the trust to know that she would be gifted it, she played it. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, oh, Sarah's going to win this. Like, <laughs> and I wanted her to win so bad at that point. Um, but one thing also you didn't talk about was that there was a stake for Jacob. Jacob, he had to choose between two and he had to get it right. If he got it right, he got this advantage. If he didn't get it right, he lost his vote at the next tribal. Which oh, that's another, right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Which, which, which um, I hope this is a theme throughout the show because Survivor is more fun when people play. Uh, Derwin chose, obviously, to play. We already went there. But he could have chose not to play it, not to get the advantage, and not to lose <laughs> his vote, which I don't think there would have been anything necessarily wrong with that move. But it makes the show better. So I appreciate Derwin putting on for the putting on for, for the cast, you know. Yeah, putting on for the people. Um, from so his there, his return was more interesting, I think. His return, yeah, was yeah. Fun. I was gonna say from there he returns um, and had stolen some, not stolen, but like taken uh, some shells and whatnot uh, and string from Tree Mail earlier that day, and builds a a fake idol. <laughs> um, he builds a fake idol. He talks to everyone uh, about his experience on Ghost Island and basically tells the truth, uh, except 
that instead of finding a legacy advantage, he says that he, he he's given an immunity idol. Um, right. And then we find out that Brendan Shapiro is one of the, one of the sharpest cats out here because mm-hmm. he asks him to see the piece of paper that comes with the immunity idol saying, this is an immunity idol. This is when you can play it, et cetera, et cetera. And Jacob Derwin looks like a cow in front of an 18 wheeler uh, trying he to be. Looks like, he looks like the kid who, when the teacher asked for your homework, when you knew you didn't do your homework, <laughs> still would look in his folder for the homework. So I, I had a, a, uh, maybe not a similar thought, but I had a funny thought as well where, where he, uh, right before that, he says, I'm actually, I'm very skilled in the art of deception. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen I, Tanya, but there's this very obese man that is friends with Tanya Harding's wife. And he frequently, and, and he's based on a true man. They show interviews of this guy, like, actually saying this stuff, where he's being interviewed by, like, <laughs> I don't know, Barbara Wawa. Right. And says, well, my my training comes in, in counterintelligence and counterterrorism. And the interviewer looks him dead in the eyes and goes, no, it does. It, it, you know, it's like he says that thing, and then, and then you hear like the Ron Howard narrator from Arrested Development going, "He wasn't." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Real quick, the um, the immunity or the uh, the tribal council vote actually happened before Derwin returned, and so what's oh, going shoot, down? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I mean, it, it was, we're, we're bopping all around over the place. You know, it's just we're gonna go where we're gonna go. I wa- I wanted to go on a tangent about how all of a sudden um, we're supposed to like revere and respect Tanya Harding. I don't understand that, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's, for, that's for a different podcast. It's another um, I don't I don't get parading her around as if she's some sort of saint, but uh, anyway, that just, that's just, that makes my blood boil. Um, in any case, in any, in any, in any case, uh, so we go uh, to set the stage for the tribal. Um, really what it is, is Donathan, who is an absolute sweetheart. And I think he actually really played this game here. I don't think that uh, I, I, it, it kind of might look like he was like a fly on the wall, um, but I think he really played well here, and, and I was worried. Um, and so Donathan, um, right after the tribal, is kind of the named as the biggest, or I guess the weakest link, which is, I think, a fair assessment based on his physical game. Uh, and so Stephanie Gonzalez is kind of leading the charge almost on this. We're saying it's Donathan, it's Donathan, it's Donathan. And it seems like, you know, Donathan's on the block. Donathan then, I think, I don't know how he knew, but he calls out Stephanie. Not to Stephanie's face, but he brings her name up. Um, And it seemed, I don't know how you felt, but to me it seemed like he hit a, he struck a nerve with people. Like if if he had said any other name, I, I, I think that he would have been in a lot of trouble. I don't know that it was necessarily the savviest move in the world, but it might've just been editing, whatever. Sure. My take on it was he is a like genuine, wholesome type guy. And mm-hmm. he, he, he had said during the tribal, like, Oh, maybe, maybe we lay all, or sorry, during the challenge, maybe we lay all the pieces out and then see what happens. Like, and then see if we can piece it together in our minds and then actually do it. And when they got back to, to camp, Stephanie kind of took that idea for her own and said that that's what they, she thinks they should do next time. Oh. And I think in his mind, he was kind of like sitting there like, F that girl. That was my idea. So his only real recourse when they when his name was kind of like loosely getting thrown under a tribal was like, well, what about this girl? Um, I thought it was yeah. great. I thought it was awesome. Like I'm instantly rooting for him because you have this like small, cute, girl who's like kind of bossy and <laughs> fainting in broad strokes but she annoyed me so whatever uh used to getting her way and then this 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 guy who is just like endearing and and has uh, <laughs> basically per his own words never seen a black person before um <laughs> sitting there and not even participating in the conversation at tribal and somehow he swung the vote and i, I honestly oh, think it was like it was so good the genuineness of him and, and maybe that people see him as someone who's going to be easier to work with moving forward. Uh, but I don't think it was necessarily this like super savvy move. So I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think that what, what, what Donathan did was 
he recognized one, he recognized the person that he needed to go after. Um, in the end, it was a complete landslide of a vote. There was only one vote for Donathan and the rest of the tribe voted for Stephanie. So he recognized, like with all of that, that would, that means that there was some nerve that she was striking with other people and that he was able to spot that out. Yeah. The only vote for Donathan was from Stephanie. Right. And I think that the second point is, is he realized his play was, listen, guys, I like, I'm loving this experience. And I think that's genuine. I think it's genuine. And I think he's using it to his advantage, which are two big things. They're, they're not, they don't always come together. Mm-hmm. But I think when he was, when he was saying, he said, you know, what I want from this game, aside from winning it, is to meet people I'll never meet before. There's an Asian dude on his tribe, and he called, he called him uh, exotic. And then he's like, I've never seen an African-American boy. He's like, I'm the only gay guy in eastern Kentucky. He comes from a very isolated uh, background, or at least that's what we've come to understand. And Which eastern Kentucky is a region. <laughs> it was impressive lack of diversity there, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, so gonna... I, I guess I feel like we're saying kind of the same thing. It's just that you think it was like a calculated move to be like, this is me. This is what I want out of this. This is how yeah. I feel. And it, I think he's, it was just him showing his like true nature. And it, that just happened to save him. Equally valid. I think we're going to learn a little bit more. I think that um, another point is that in that tribal, they were ready to vote. And then Stephanie gets up and goes and starts this huge conversation with everybody to make sure that they're good, showing her paranoia on day one. And so if people were on the fence and then they got to talking and then during this Probst calls it out best in the game, Donathan is leaning away from everybody. He's getting out of the way of the conversation saying like, like no one's talking to me. I'm just going to try and hope like he played even more into that nice guy that just wants to be here thing. And so if there was doubts, he swung it even more. Um, and I really like, I really like it when a tribe votes completely in unison on the first vote it kind of gives me a little bit of hope yeah Yeah. especially early absolutely um Uh, yeah that 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 that's pretty much all i have i think on that um that first one yeah yeah i think my last take there is is very simple but if you get voted out at the first tribal council you don't have a leg to stand on you know what i mean like you you suck like (laughs) be better and right. for her to like walk away with this like <laughs> Trumpian comment, like sad as she's walking yeah. out, I thought it was like so indicative of how much of a piece of shit she might actually be. Because yeah. like y- y- later in the game, you can you can like think that maybe maybe that tribe made a mistake, and maybe that's something that they should shouldn't have done or whatever. Like there was a better play to make. But physically and and mentally, are they really losing that much from her to to Donathan? Like, and everyone I, everyone voted in in unison. So, did, did are, are we really thinking that whatever like eight other yeah. people just made that mistake? Yeah, yeah. Look, look, look in the mirror, Steph. Look at the yeah. mirror. You got you got thirty eight days to figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, let's let's just keep on moving. Um, I think our next like we just we go right into you know this is. Why well, I love the double sewed because you're usually you're usually coming down, you're usually waiting a week, but then we go from co- tribal cut to Dom is searching in the night for an idol. No come down, no come down. So our That's man where- Dom, who's probably from Bergen County, searches for an idol in the middle of the night, and he looks at the camera and. He says he, he makes a comment about him being paranoid. He looked like a psychopath. Yeah. I mean, I think he is. The dude's a nut job. It's that Jersey blood. And he goes out and he starts searching for an idol. And he finds it in the middle of the night, just sticks his arm down a tree. There was one point where he moves a rock and like a lizard or something runs out from under it. And he jumps and tries <laughs> to karate kick it in midair, but uh, finds the idol and something I respect in, in Survivor is he finds the idol and the thing he is most psyched about is not being safe for, for a tribal council necessarily. It's that now he can play the game and he can play it somewhat recklessly. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens, but also have kind of bated breath about it because 
he also did something that I think we would both agree was pretty stupid after after finding it. Certainly after like three or four days to the one guy who he knows is after him and he is also trying to get out. And he's after him because he second-guessed him in front of literally everyone that is going to be on this season within the first 15 minutes, <laughs> yeah. saying that Chris uh, had probably made a mistake by forfeiting the first reward challenge. Right. And so Chris, being a sensitive model who calls New York the city of dreams, took a <laughs> lot of offense to that and wants to send Dom home. You could tell he's just like super butthurt about things. And Dom, when like he's trying to restore the relationship, like before, um, I guess we can go into what he did. Like eventually he's going to tell him about the idol. But um, Chris, like he's trying to restore the relationship with Chris. Chris is like, for whatever reason, immediately is like, do you have the idol? Which I think caught Dom really off guard. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to call that a savvy move by Chris or if he's just like super weird and paranoid. I don't know. It just felt like a petty thing. It, didn't, it, it felt like really sassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a hard time saying it's not savvy, and I hate saying that it is savvy because he did call New York the city of dreams, and I've lived here for five years, and nobody fucking calls it that. So if you have a problem with that, Christopher, you live in New York, you can come to Williamsburg, and we can discuss it whenever you want. Come on the cast, enemy of the cast. Friend of the show. (laughs) Friend of the show, sorry. Um, We'll see how the season plays out. He might be on the hit list a lot. (laughs) I do think it was a veteran move, or a savvy move, rather, um, by, by Chris, but how dumb by Dom, right? Well, one, so he tells him at first he doesn't have the idol. Then he's like, you know what? I got a bad vibe from Chris, which is good. Good intuition. You got to give him that. And then he's like, I'm going to make a fake idol and then wrap it in the real idol thing so that he believes it's an idol. And so to me, it's like, if you want to say it's a fake idol, just show him the idol. Because by showing him the paper, you prove that you have a real idol. So he knows that you have an idol. Mm-hmm. And to me, the only way this works out to not be a, a horrible, horrible move for Dom, because what he's done is like try to show trust and try to establish a, some sort of, uh, I guess, rapport with Chris, who clearly isn't buying it. Uh, the only way that I think it works out is if he says, listen, like he's basically establishing trust. He's saying, I'm going to further establish trust for this one. And the only way it works out in that way is like he gives the idol to Chris for a tribal where he knows that Chris is going to try and blindside him. And then Chris has the idol. He doesn't need to worry about splitting votes. Dom can then play his idol and get Chris out. If he pulls off that move, he'll have all my respect for this move. Until then, dumbass move of the season so far. Idiot, 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 idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's kind of got me hyped because like he has the chance to make a 4D chess move. In we do opinion. love those 4D chess moves. <laughs> yeah, you um, know everything is cooking. So that was basically what we saw going on at uh, camp before the before the immunity challenge. Um, I guess we can just dive into the immunity challenge now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, let's get it. So basically, what you had to do was in teams, people would jump into the water. Uh, they would dive underwater and go to a cage, release some buoys that would float up. From there, someone else would have to dive in, retrieve the buoys, and then they're basically playing basketball, and it's the first person to shoot, uh, like, ten shots. Six or eight or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, But basically, they're going in teams to release these balls. They're in different cages underneath the water, and everything's going, uh, (laughs) I was going to say swimmingly, but sure, that works. Um, For both tribes, really. And then James and Donathan get in the water, and Donathan just punts on the challenge basically he just starts swimming across not really interested in the goal which we've seen you know tribes do a similar thing before and normally not not bad you know if you're not good at something then just it's easier to pass on it the thing that the reason that that didn't work is because (laughs) james lynn cannot submerge himself more than two feet in water and and it's about five to six feet underwater to get to the cage and i'll be damned if he didn't keep trying but he basically as someone who has swam at least amount in his life would just hold his breath and just kind of like try and throw water over his head uh, and 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 for someone who is like 
reasonably athletic i mean very athletic looking uh like james it 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 was like this weird juxtaposition between someone who could just not like like i don't know like that man might drown in a bathtub yeah um i feel like this is a perfect time for me to chime in so survivor folks um my biggest yeah. challenge with going on this show is i cannot swim um <laughs> that's loosely defined but you know, ah, I can, I can, it's pretty well defined i can get to the edge of the pool I think yeah. that that's pretty much, you know, that's put me in the middle and I'll get to the edge. Outside of that, we're, we're, we're playing with fire. Keep the bar but low. When somebody drops a little ringy down at the bottom, I can still get it. It's just coordination. It's just point down, kick, and grab. That's all it is. It makes me feel so much better to hear you ridicule someone's uh, swimming ability. So, so um, he was in the open water, which I, I might, that might be different. There were There's not waves. I'm terrified of open water. Yeah. I'm terrified of getting like below my knees or above my knees. Yeah, when the water is above my knees. <laughs> I think we got it. <laughs> the, uh, I, I mean, you're on live television. You're not going to get eaten by a shark on live television. I feel like they probably have people in the water like with spear guns ready to shoot barracuda wow. or whatever. The yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, the tribe starts talking to Donathan and saying, you got to give it a shot, buddy. And at first, he literally does not budge. He's like, I don't think I can do it, y'all. It was actually pretty encouraging, though. I thought they'd be chewing his ass out because he they just completely gonna... punted the challenge. But they were they were being very <laughs> encouraging, which I was like, that that might be a little testament to uh, what our boy Brandon is doing. Yeah, He's another, another notch in his cap is exactly what I was going to say. He was good. But really, and again, and it's something we're going we're gonna to hit on throughout the podcast – Mr. Probst really, really shown during this scene. I thought it was incredible because a lot of times he's getting on people's asses. He's saying, you got to move it. You got to move it. And you gotta go for, now. for him to, to kind of rally Donathan saying like, this is what it's all about. You can do this. Let's go. I, I mean, you got to find it inside of you. Sentences like this are things that I, I, I very rarely say. I am, uh, especially I'm watching things like right this. Now. Yeah, I, I am I am overly cynical about things like this. It was it was fucking moving to to, to see probes to tell this kid who has not ever stepped outside of his comfort zone in his entire life. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, maybe that's not fair because he's he's come yeah, out he came out in Eastern Kentucky. That man has done yeah, that. yeah. Got a few props for that. But he has physically stayed in places where he is comfortable. Right, um, right, right, right. And he's out in the open. And he is. <laughs> <laughs> with a super exotic Asian man, uh, and and he gets in the water, and it was his first try that he goes down there and does it, wasn't it? After he actually tried, yeah. Right, right, right. He dives down, unlocks the things, the things shoot up, and then everyone's cheering for him. My girlfriend's weeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome, and uh, so I mean they. <laughs> it's all in vain, right? So they end up losing the challenge anyway, uh, because the other team had such a head start. I got a question for you. Do you have any issue with um, the Navidi tribe putting their loan to black people as the basketball shooters? <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to talk about this. So it, it happens. And yeah. I said to my girlfriend immediately, did you notice who they, who they shot? And Let's call a spade a spade. Desiree has never shot a jump shot in her entire life with that form, right? But she she sunk him. She was sinking him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, I I don't really remember how how well Wendell shot, but um, do I Love have an Wendell. issue with it? No, but if there's something we learned today in this episode is that stereotypes don't necessarily always play out because Asians are usually great swimmers. I didn't know that stereotype. Well, they're good at the breaststroke, I guess. I don't know. They're good in the that's too inside baseball. Yeah, that's fair too. That's fair too. Um, but which is basically what he was doing. Well, I shouldn't go down this road. I should not go down this road. Yeah, um, it's, it's like a slippery slope for the both of us. Yep, 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 yep. We're gonna pivot right out of that. So yeah, uh, Donathan's heroics. Uh, they still lose, and so we get back to camp and James. So really, James and Donathan are your goats. But Donathan is being celebrated, which for me is a little suspect. Because you gotta you gotta pony up from the jump. You shouldn't need that. You shouldn't need probes. You should I mean, to me, him and James are equally culpable for 
his team really falling out of the challenge. Um, so when we get back to Tribe, Donovan is saying, I can't believe I just did that. That's like incredible. You know, I'm actually scratch that um, because Ghost Island came into play and they sent Donovan. He, he, he makes a, a fire and he, he makes some rice and he's very proud of both things, which I mean, he, he's been so self-deprecating to this point that even the fact that he was able to make rice, I think was, <laughs> I, I was proud of him. Uh, it's, you know, it's crane and water, but it is what it is. He did that. Um, and then just to quickly wrap up the ghost island thing, not a lot, not a lot happened, but he, um, he broke an urn and, and, and he wasn't able to play the game. He didn't, he didn't get that privilege. So there's no advantage, nothing. Uh, it was just him. Uh, and uh, the one thing he does gain is that he's not, uh, going to be voted out at, at the next tribal because he's not going to the next tribal. Right. Um, but back at camp, you know, we see uh, a target sort of painted on, on Mr. Mr. Derwin's back, our boy, Jacob friend of the cast. Um, and I'm curious to, to hear what you thought of how he played it when he was back at camp. Well, I think his back was already against the wall based on what he had already done. Um, but I think that he played well. My big question was out of James. James comes back and is like, guys, I know I messed up the challenge. Like almost volunteer, like almost volunteering himself as tribute and saying, you guys can vote me out and I won't feel bad. I didn't get that at all. It's one um, of those things um, where like, if you, <laughs> like if you manage people at work, uh, like, or, or children, like you, you try to punish yourself before someone else can punish you. Right. So, so it's like by doing that, he thinks that somehow they're going to, but it's not. And, and you're playing for a million dollars. So if you screw up and, and ruin someone else's chance, then you get your, you get voted out. Yeah. And so really at camp, um, it kind of seems like no one really wants to play with Derwin. Um, and so somebody did step up though. Stephanie steps up and she's kind of goes to Derwin and keep in mind right now, they think that he has a fake immunity idol, but he might have a real one. And so the, the strategy, at least from this majority <coughs> alliance, that, which is led really by, at this point, I think Brandon is calling a lot of shots, but he's doing it in a way that's pretty subtle. Um, Stephanie, I think, is, 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 is a part of the, the knowledge base there. Um, and there's a few other people that kind of have their opinions. They really have a pretty even keel. There's not a huge, no one's really made himself a target yet, but um, basically the school of thought is we're going to put all but two votes on Derwin. Then we'll put two votes on James. So if Derwin plays an idol and all of his votes don't count, they still have two votes on James and then whatever Derwin votes for won't happen. And then they get Derwin out next week. Um, and if Derwin doesn't play an idol or doesn't have an idol, he goes home. And so Stephanie goes, Hey Derwin, I'm a survivor nerd too. And why don't we play this game right now? She did it in such a smart way. She went up to him and was like, <laughs> she's a cute girl. And she kind of played into that. She goes up to him and says, I just want to like play. Like I want people to play this game. And he was like, uh, yeah. me too. I was just saying that. It's so funny. You say that because I was just saying that he ate it right up. I mean, I guess in his, in his position, he doesn't have like the first person that extends the olive branch. He's yeah. just got to go on blind faith. You 100%. Know? So I don't think we can. I don't think we can really give him shit for, uh, you know, being like, "Oh, this is going to work." Because I mean, that's all he had. One thing we can give him shit for was after they had built this rapport, <laughs> Stephanie says something to the effect of, Be "We're Beauty and the Beast," and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, oh, I wish," <laughs> which I love because I'm, you know, even even out in the middle of nowhere as a music teacher, my man's still pervin. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just shooting his shot at all times. <laughs> and, and so we can, uh, and so, and so what we've kind of got positioned is Jacob is talking and he is saying Stephanie threw out Michael's name, Michael, who is the 18 going on 23 year old who <laughs> where blaze aware threat. He's a huge physical threat. Um, and I say that because in Survivor, we've reduced the buff guys to being physical threats. That's not always how it plays out since half the challenge are like balancing shit. But that's what they're coming off of in the first. And he, they're like, okay, young dude, Bill, let's get him out now. Because if there's going to be a tribe swap, we don't want him on the other tribe. 
Uh, so that idea was being floated around, and I actually was going into the tribal because we can just get it right there. Uh, I I thought Jacob was going to pull it off. I really, you know, he's he's coming in best dressed survivor in history, claiming <laughs> that they're the best tribe of all time. And, still going on the goat tribes, right? Yeah, still having lost two, being sent to Exile Island, he's still saying we're the best tribe of all time. And then on top of all this, I'm starting to think, holy shit, if if for, if Stephanie does this and he gets and he gets this, then Donathan's going to come back, confirm every detail about his story on Ghost Island, and say, "Oh, they wouldn't let me play the game," and then they're going to believe the idol. And it so now he'd be in the game with an idol that people would actually believe at this point. It was a really crucial, or it would have been a really crucial detail. I guess I'm spoiling that a little yeah, bit. It would have been. Really, I mean, I think we've kind of we we painted it at this point. And if anyone's listening to this, they probably watched the episode. Uh, they yeah, don't, yeah, if if you didn't li- watch the episode first, don't listen to this first. <laughs> um, it would have been a crucial detail because if if that all worked out, then he wouldn't have been able to to second guess anything that Jacob said because he wasn't able to play the game and. Life may have been, you know, much different uh, at the Malolo tribe, as it were. Literally, everyone except for Jacob on the tribe voted for Jacob because he told uh, Stephanie that he did not have an idol. He told her oh, everything. Right. He told her he that he gave, a fake idol. What an idiot! That was dumb. And he told uh, her that he gave Morgan an advantage. So now she knows that, and she's really a power player in the game. If you can be after one episode at this point. Um, Mr. Derwin got voted out, gave a, a sort of a somber uh, exit interview I felt bad for. I liked when he voted for Michael and he said, uh, you have two ears for you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen more. I was like, you man, he had he had the confidence. He yeah. really had the confidence that he was good. And they did put two votes on James. They did oh, put I'm two sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at the votes right now and I just saw Jay's. I was wrong. Yeah, so they did put two votes on James, which I think from a survivor gameplay perspective, great move. But you get get James's gears turning. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. I, I, my favorite point of the whole, my only, the only saving grace of Jacob voting out was was the shade that he throws on Michael, uh, and and literally little does Mister Derwin know that he has been bested by someone who is not able to buy a six pack. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, though I don't think I don't think it was Michael that was calling the shots. I think Stephanie Stephanie called that shot, and I think that she really sealed the deal. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Michael's just on the other end. So, and we look. They, they gave us a preview of the next episode. I don't know if they did kind of a more um, a glimpse into the season, but it looks like we're going to keep going. We're going to keep having these players. Um, since it's Ghost Island, since they're talking about mistakes, I kind of what do you, what do you think? Do you think we're going to get an early tribe swap? They were talking about that. I, I think I they, pretty much, they pretty much showed it. I, 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 it it seems like tribal? it was next week where he says drop your buffs, but that, that was what I took away from it. But it, there's, it might there's, not. there's 18 left, so we could go 666. Six, six. The numbers would work for a three, or we could go nine and nine. Mm-hmm. Both work. So, yeah, it, it's going to be fun. Next week's going to be fun. Um, three, three would be cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd like three because it throws in a little bit different of a dynamic. Um, you're going to have your old tribe alliances, but they're really new. Um, and also, I, I, I think that um, personally, I would like to see uh, Malolo win next tribe because I really like the tribe dynamic they have going, and I'd like for them to foster those relationships. Yeah. I think Navidi has some cracks, so I wouldn't mind seeing those play out. I really don't want to see Malolo go back to tribal and have to choose between James or you know Donathan or whatever. You know, I, yeah, I don't want to yeah. see that happen. I'm bored. I'm bored of them being in tribal, and I want to see this like Dominic Chris thing go head to head. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll be back next week um, yeah. on that on that point, and we can discuss it then. But uh, we want to hit on a few more things really quickly uh, before the cast uh, wraps up. But um, basically, Pat, you want you want to take them through the game that we're playing a little bit? Yeah. So every week we're going to have a uh, a West Nail Power Move of the Week. Um, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing his last name right. He's on the show with his dad, Keith. Keith was on it two seasons. Uh, to my knowledge, again, we are not the Survivor Encyclopedia, but Wes Nail is the only person to puke from having too many margs on a reward challenge in Survivor history. So he has a certain folklore, not just with the cast and all its followers, but really with all of Survivor Nation. So every week, we're going to come up with 
a West Nail power move of the week to honor how hard he went when he was on the show. Devin, take us away. What is your West Nail power move of the week? And I feel like you kind of want to talk about West a little bit because I mean I know he holds a special place in your heart. I just want to give a nod. It's it's skill acknowledging skill. It's mm-hmm. it's if we were on Survivor, these are the type of survivors that we would be. Uh, I appreciate someone you know going full bore at all times, and, and that's what that's what our man West did. So right in that vein um, of using what you have to the best of your ability, I, I would say Stephanie gets my power move of the week for uh, for for flaunting it in front of Mister Derwin and and making him seemingly within minutes give him give her all of his information. Yeah, uh, and, and sealing sealing his fate. Um, and on top of that, I mean, she she considered, you know, maybe making a, a larger move out of it. She didn't, but still holdings true to, uh, you know, keeping the cards in her favor, not not tipping her hand too much, uh, by still throwing two votes at James. I thought it was a right. really smart move. It didn't also didn't um, as much as I think we all would have loved to keep Derwin on the show till the end, just because he's great TV. That was the right move. There was no need to overplay there, and so that was. Uh, she, yeah, yeah, that, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. She got um, enough out of it by keeping by keeping all the information on her side. Yeah, and in in line with that, um, my power move of the week, um, believe it or not, is going to Derwin. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, he went home, but we said this in the preview cast. When survivors play just with with complete reckless abandon, the game is at its best. And to me, one of the biggest power moves this week was Derwin gloating about being sent to Ghost Island in front of everybody. <laughs> to me, that was he, that was a you know he's just flopping it on the table and saying, "I'm here to play ball. Who want what?" And that's that's what I'm after in the show. I wish we could have had more of him. Hope to have him on the show later. I think he's scheduled for the merge episode. Uh, but it, yeah, that to me that was a big power move of the week, and I want to make sure that we honor those fallen soldiers. Um, just because they went home doesn't mean they didn't play the game. And I do appreciate that. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, one other thing we have going on the cast. So we have two power moves. Uh, we also are, are playing a game where we pick three, three contestants, uh, three survivors each week uh, to say that uh, we have a, a lock. So someone that we think is definitely going to make it to the final three. We have a, a wild card, someone who we think, we're intrigued by their gameplay. We think they might have a, a chance to to do great things, and then a wishful someone that maybe has no business making it very far, but that that we hope does. Um, so basically, we pick three people in the preseason, um, and then we're we're going to have a, a little bit of a point system. So if, if one of those people gets voted out, uh, then then you want to have a low score. If one of those people gets voted out, either Pat or I will get ten points. And if we change someone from week to week, you'll get one point, and we completely hold the right to change the scoring whenever we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but but that's sort of what we're working with. Um, so so basically, quick, yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, you just you want to make your picks. You want your picks to survive week to week. Um, and if they do, then you don't lose, you don't get any points. You can change them. That'll come at the cost of some points. And we are asking for audience participation too. We know this is the people's podcast. We want the people playing along. Um, if you beat us, uh, we'll give you a prize. Uh, might just be a shout out on Twitter. Might be a real prize. We'll see how the sponsors roll in. I know. Uh, I know. Engineer Jake's got a couple things cooking for us. So, Absolutely. Devin, let's get a let's get a pop in. Lock of the week. Pop, pop, pop. I'm keeping it with my preseason pick. I picked Mr. Wendell in the preseason. He makes furniture. I don't know if you saw this little tiny thing he made. But it was incredible looking, and he looked like he was maybe making a chair next. Uh, my man was a, a law uh, student. Uh, I guess he, he went to Penn Law and then quit being a lawyer because he wanted to make furniture because that was his real passion. Something I completely thought, respect the hell out of. So I'm going with Wendell. Um, my preseason uh, wild card got voted out by Mr. Mr. John, uh, Mr. Derwin. <laughs> he was definitely a wild card, though. You Don't fly, that. fly too close to the sun, you know what I mean? Uh, so he's We've gone. All done it. <laughs> he's gone, so that's 10 points for me. And then I have Little Miss Libby uh, as my wishful because she's a stone-cold fox. 
So and in, you're keeping that. You're keeping that one. I'm keeping who's Wendell. Your new, who's your new wild card? So you're keeping your lock of Wendell. You're keeping your wishful of Libby. Who's the new wild card? Who's coming into the mix? Who are you intrigued by? So I'm intrigued by Steph. I liked it. I thought it was a power, powerful move. Uh, I was thinking Dominic for a minute there, but uh, I think he's gonna gonna follow the same fate as our, our Mr. Derwin and fly a little too close to the sun. He's got that Jersey mouth on him. So yeah, I'm going with uh, with our girl Steph, and and hopefully she can pull it out. That's that's smart. I would see how uh, I would see how things play out with Dominic and Chris before before bumping them into the top three because that's gonna come. That's gonna happen soon, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. Your like big guy. What we got for for uh, a preseason lock? Give us the okay. top three. Yeah, so my uh, my preseason lock was Miss Angela Perkins. Um, we didn't see much of her. Um, she is Ann Perkins. Yeah, Ann Perkins. Um, speaking of Stone Cold Foxes, she is working it at forty three years old, mind you. Um, but she she really we didn't really see much of her. Uh, I'm going to keep it because um, you know I've said this a million times, and I'll say it a million more. You want to be as invisible as possible at the beginning of seasons. I don't think lack of airtime in the beginning of seasons, uh, sometimes it just means you're going to get voted out soon and you don't really have an interesting storyline, but sometimes it means that someone is just playing their cards real close to their chest. She also sat out. She was the first person to sit out of a challenge, which I think is great. You take the, all the pressure off you. I don't know how she pulled it off. Um, she is the oldest woman on that tribe, which, mm. you know, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. That's generally how people make the decisions early on. You know, right. un- unfortunately, that's just, that's just how it goes down. But th- we have a very relatively speaking, a young cast, an attractive cast. Uh, Angela Stain is my lock. I really like her long game. Uh, my wild card was Sebastian. Um, Seabass, as Dominic took to calling him, which I love. Um, I don't know how no one's called him Seabass when he's a fisherman. That's a great yeah. point by Dominic. Um, I want to cool on this take. He was my preseason wild card. The only reason I want to cool on this take is because he's aligned himself with Chris. And two bros just doesn't work. It just never works. <laughs> And, absolutely absolutely doesn't and 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 especially <laughs> these two because I, I don't think they could think their way out of a cardboard box no and what's also interesting is when he made this alliance sebastian said and now i'm paraphrasing uh, he said it's great to have a friend like this you know it's just like two friends in a candy store trying to pick out what gummies they want for each other what the hell does that mean i don't know i feel like we're the best of friends and I have no idea what gummies you prefer or if you even prefer gummies. I feel like you're a chocolate guy. I don't like gummies. Don't really yeah. like chocolate. Hey, yeah, yeah. You're not, not a sweets guy. Let's grab a beer. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep sea bass. I'm going to keep him because I think that he has a little more in his, in his tool chest than he's leading on. Mm-hmm. Um, shades of Fabio a little bit. Um, I think he might be playing up the dumb card. And I think that, um, uh, Chris is a good shield for him because yeah. I think that they're going to snipe off Chris before they snipe off him. Absolutely. And then you're wishful also, Mr. Mr. J- Jacob Derwin. So uh, what's going on here? What are we doing? You're keeping, you're keeping your first two guys. What's keeping my first two. You know who's coming in. You know who's coming in. My boy, Donnie. Donnie. My boy, Donnie. I feel like I'm actually doing him a disservice by calling him Donnie. I'm going to call him Donathan <laughs> because that is a fucking name. And I, name. I am... You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and act all high and mighty. I, did, I had some similar thoughts to you. I just didn't put them out to the people. Jonathan. <laughs> um, not published thoughts. Yeah, not published thoughts. So I'm glad that I didn't go on record because he is, like, normally somebody who is like, oh, you know, I made some fire. I'm so proud of myself. I released the buoys and lost. I'm so proud of myself. I made some rice. The simplest thing in the world to make. I'm so proud of myself. You and I would be tearing this dude up. Ripping it. And we love him. So there's something him. just about him. To me, he's the biggest threat in the game. If if he's in the final three, there's no way he doesn't win. Are you considering making him your lock or no? No, 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 no. I'm yeah. keeping him as wishful. For here's the reason. He's not going to make the final three. Everybody's going to realize that he would win if he was there, and he's not going to go on an immunity streak win. I think the thing that you see with people who do go on these immunity streak wins who do not seem like they're going to be physical threats is – some sort of some semblance of 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 definition in their body and and donathan does have a impressive lack of anything resembling definition so yeah uh, i don't see a lot of me yeah he doesn't have the core strength uh, likewise uh, he doesn't have the core strength to stand on something for for as long as as uh you know 
uh, I don't know who like Malcolm or, or someone like that. So, right, uh, right, yeah. So those are my three: Angela Locke, Sebastian Wildcard, Donathan, Wishful. Donathan, make me proud, man. I want to see as much of you as possible. I, I think he'll make the merge. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I feel I would feel good about him making the merge. I think I think he's someone that might get carried a little bit, or 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 will have the perception that he's being carried. Yeah, and I think he's an easy vote whenever you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I think don't sleep on him. I'm also you know I I think he's re- I think he's a lot smarter than people are going to give him credit for. Sure. We've seen this before where you know the people with the really thick country ac- accents that talk a little slow get slept on, and people. Yeah. Just like they'll go in their confessionals and say, I can get him whenever I want. I can do this. He's listening to me. And Donathan kind of showed a little bit of a little bit of strength going going up against um, Gonzalez a little bit. So I'm 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 hopeful for him. Well, we will see. We will see. Uh, that is that is going to be it for the uh, the first episode of, of Got Nothing for You. It was a double sode of of Survivor this week. Uh, you can get at us on Instagram. It's uh, at Got Nothing For You. We'll be posting the episodes there. We'll post them on SoundCloud each week. We're trying to get on all of your major uh, major podcast providers. Um, we'll be shooting email blasts out, posting it on Reddit. Uh, you know, Get at us at any any place you can. We, we have a Twitter account, at Got Nothing For You. Uh, so, so please, please connect us, uh, connect with us, and, and and we'll talk to you guys next week. The next episode will be shorter. Um, we had a double sewed this week. We love double sewed. We hope you yeah. love double sewed. If it's a double sewed next week, it's gonna be just as long. So buckle up, <laughs> Pat. Any parting thoughts? No, man. I'm just, I'm super excited, man. We got off to a great start. This this season usually t- usually takes some time to get in the season. Get me this excited. I'm already there. So I, I was fist bumping through tribal councils. I was having a yeah. great time. So I can't wait for next week. Uh, we will. We will talk to you guys then. Until next time, we got nothing for you. Have a good time. We'll see you soon.